All right, guys, so how you doing? Got to be quick as I'm going to hot-foot it over from West London to East in a minute to get to the O2 Arena tonight for Hey Bellew 2. Just wanted to do a couple of thoughts. People have asked me for a few kind of predictions, things like that, and wanted to run through a few of your tweets as well that I received on Ed Draper. 81, a couple of mentions on uh, Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram as well, but mainly uh, Twitter seems where the conversation's been. I started the week off with uh, a mild kind of exchange with Dave Caldwell, trainer of Tony Bellew. I think he was joking, but he sort of pretended to take offence um, about being uh, Tony being deceptively awkward in my words, which is just stuff I'd heard regurgitated and how Bellew perhaps had superseded our expectations. Certainly we saw him toiling a touch at light heavyweight against Nathan Cleverley and then getting knocked out by um, Adonis Stevenson in his kind of denouement of that weight and he's into his 30s by that stage, Tony Bellew, and you wondered where he would go, but it's just this kind of ability to write a narrative, to sense an opportunity has taken him through the cruiserweight ranks, world title against Talunga Makabu at Goodison Park for an Everton fan, incredible, and then obviously um, to a heavyweight contention with David Hay, who for a lot of people is a blown up cruiserweight by their own admission, I think Bellew has called this a cruiserweight matchup in, a, in all but name and all but a few pounds of weight really, both guys came at, in at 15 stone something, which I guess once you've made the 14 stone four weight cruiserweight you would inflate a bit anyway towards 15 stone so we'll see um in terms of the weight how significant difference it would be to a cruiserweight matchup but that's the way it's been sort of spelt out and obviously he was a storied amateur uh tony bellew in terms of winning aba titles all that kind of stuff as was uh david hay who was the first i believe to get a, a world championship silver medal in belfast in 2001 as a boxer but it kind of is an intriguing match isn't it because the question marks from the first fight have intensified the one around David Hay is a crucial one for me and it kind of intrigues me because I guess personally you feel this as well I'm not an athlete but you're mid-30s I'm 36 David Hay's 37 I think we're a year or so apart you suddenly feel that you you know fitness is one thing but it's that energy that ebbs just goes out of your muscles a little bit that you can't really recapture when you're younger you can get into the gym train hard and and galvanize that energy and, and Tony Bellew is 35 as well he's a year younger than me I think and he um he his coach Dave Caldwell has spoken well this morning I saw him and heard him on both podcasts actually I listened to the BBC and of, of course Sky Sports toe to toe which was fantastic between Spencer Fearon and Paulie Malinaji always talks good on these topics and he's quite adroit to talking about ageing and the inevitability of ageing Paulie Malinaji and I think it's that kind of the inability to kind of rustle up that energy it's not quite there it's just ebb to touch hasn't it you start producing less cells, don't you, after 30 than the, than, are, uh, than are dying off. So it's a kind of a pivotal, crucial point, especially after a few years you get into your 30s. And David Hay had three and a half years off between 2012 and 2016. He's ripped his bicep in the last year or so. He's had his Achilles tendon blown out as well. He's had shoulder operations. So it's that physical element, the wear and tear of it, but also just that energy, that spark. And Matthew Macklin, former middleweight contender, was on Sky Sports in the week, I thought, quite quite bullishly just saying, um, not to undermine the, the show, but saying he thought David Hayes' legs had gone, that they were too heavy, too heavy-footed, and that's it, isn't it? You feel it in your legs more than anything, I think, as you get older a little bit. It's just that lack of a spark. I watch my three-year-old daughter just jumping around endlessly. You think, wow, there's something there that just uh, sinks out a little bit. So that's question mark. But also a lot of people have pointed out, Rob Barrow pointed out to me, uh, even as an Everton fan, can't ignore the fact Hay was well up before he got the injury. Of course, anything could have happened, but I'm leaning towards Hay this time. Could this set up the trilogy? I guess it depends on the manner of the the result, doesn't it? Um, Adam Logan says, Tony's a well-balanced fighter, meaning he's comfortable going forward and backwards. A majority of fighters are used to fight guys who have one gear. 
be it forwards or backwards and only have to figure that out. Tony manages to switch it up enough to keep you thinking, which is actually a really good tactical assessment from Adam and, and potentially explains why Tony Bellew, despite not having that kind of physique and appearance, is a big subplot to this, isn't it? How we judge people. We want or we expect now people like Anthony Joshua carved from granite to expect athletes to perhaps be above us in that sense. But Tony Bellew, as someone's pointed out in here, perhaps is a, it makes everyone identify with him because his, his sort of fleshiness and his inevitability that even though he trains hard, he doesn't uh, become cut, ripped. Uh, it's, uh, it's a kind of interesting subplot because David Hay always looks in shape, but he's not quite sure how much gas is in the tank, and we'll find out. Uh, Grant Beach um, says Cox beats Ryder. Tika, that's a good subplot, isn't it? Super middleweight now, Jamie Cox against uh, John Ryder, the gorilla. Ryder's come up unstuck at sort of middleweight and super at, at kind of domestic level, but can he navigate a different path at super middleweight? Can he get accustomed to that? He's only five foot nine inches tall, actually, which is interesting. I've met him and interviewed him, and he's a smaller guy. But back to Hey Bellew, um, Mark McCauley says, I'm a fan of Bellew. I believe Hey there will use his jab and keep distance where, um, wear down Bellew, then close distance in championship rounds. Catch Tony with a big shot in round 11. Hate to say it, but Hey win TKO. Um, Mark Heath says, I think too much is made of Hay winning early rounds. That was a game plan, get through five or six and start to pressure, see how his body holds up in later rounds. Mike Costello of the BBC did make the point, though, that it was particularly that fifth round last time out before the Achilles blew that David Hay was finding his range, looking like the perhaps more like the, uh, David Hay of old in terms of his rhythm. So maybe that was an omen that we shouldn't ignore because the Achilles tendon exploded. There's nothing, can, I mean, it's amazing that he carried on, really, isn't it? He didn't leave the, the ring at that stage because that's horrific. And that's another thing you feel as you get older in the 30s. Don't you run and stuff? You can feel the Achilles a little bit more. Just the sheer volume of um, energy they have to exert to keep us going, the pressure that goes through that kind of elastic muscle at the back of the calf. Uh, Stay Cross says, uh, Tony's taken a lot of confidence from the first fight, but Hay survived five rounds with one leg. If Hay is uh, 10.5748, is back to his best. I'm not sure what that means. Can Tony really beat him? And now, if the real Hay's back, he wins via TKO. So I believe the best Hay beats the best Bellew. Um, uh, this is, uh, he also follows up to me and says, I believe if Bellew had stolen Hay's explosiveness, Hay wouldn't be fighting on Saturday. His ego wouldn't let him. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? The subplot is... David Hay is quite a bright, kind of aware guy. You can't imagine he would go in here if he did feel that his legs had gone, his fatigue, and there wasn't a chance of getting back into it. And maybe it was just the cumulative injuries that have prevented him, not the ageing process. Um, Michael Brown says, Tony Bellew's maturity as a boxer has improved fight by fight. The Macabu victory demonstrates his ability to stay calm in the pocket. His shot punch selection should not be underestimated. He's at the peak of his powers. Combine this with his punch power, he is very dangerous. Glyn Davenport says, I fancy Hay this time around. However, I don't think convincingly I see a points victory. Lessons learned from the first fight. I think we'll stand him in good stead for this fight. Richard Lewis says, David Hay looks like he's taken this fight more seriously. And having Abel Sanchez in his corner will be a massive plus for him. But when he's up against it and not expected to win, Tony Bellew always finds a way. Stevenson apart, of course. I think he's just a tough man. Yeah, Donna Stevenson was the kind of final flourish of his light heavyweight career, wasn't it? 12 and a half stone, which is amazing when you look back at the records now. I think the belly box is amateur days at the end at super heavyweight. He is a tall man, listed 6'3", but he looks taller than David Hay, who's listed the same. And when you meet Tony, he seems more like a 6'4 kind of guy. And as we say, he carries a, a bit of uh, meat naturally around him, doesn't it? 
He said that Bellew looked skeletal on the scales last time. Matty Shaw, that kind of helped against big punchers. You have less durability. Even Froch said how elusive defensively adept Bellew could be inspiring. So it's a credit from Carl Froch. Uh, Kevin Lockley says fight will start slow. Hay won't waste too much energy in the early rounds. Mid-rounds, Bellew finds his range, starts tagging Hay, who becomes more frustrated in a late tw- 11th, 12th round knockout when Bellew applies heavy pressure. Yeah, I think physically Bellew will be possibly fitter although as um, Mike Costello the BBC pointed out he did tire actually at the end of that fight Bellew which was kind of subplot to the drama of the Achilles going for Hay but Bellew was tired as well despite his man not being able to move too much um, Rob Zirpolo says uh, I was in the camp of Bellew won't survive two rounds in the first bite before he did very well slipped and rode punches making DH look very amateur um, he says David Hay used to be a devastating finisher Gurov and Mormek KO is my faves, but as you can, can you say, can he still do that? Um, he says, uh, Wild by name, Kelly Wild says, make him miss as a comment that sticks to my mind from the last fight. But he's good at doing that. David Hay gets more sloppy with his aiming the more he misses, lets his frustration take over. Listening to uh, Hay's coach, so Ismail Salas, this week talking about how he's gone back to fundamentals with David Hay and uh, particularly his footwork. So his footwork and opening his hips and planting his feet was causing him issues in the first fight and lack, kind of lack mobility and ability to translate power because he was so stuck and his hips were opened out and couldn't really get the power he used to be able to get. Uh, El Paso de Sabre says, my thoughts are that Hay is well past it, echoing Matthew Macklin, I guess, and this fight has no relevance to the title scene or even if either of careers, only bank balance, which is fair enough, but I'm not a fan of this rematch. I think the question's to answer, don't they, because of both guys' success as former world champions and because of... Um, the intrigue. The first one was about grudge, it was either real or not, but this one seems to be a lot of resolution of questions, which I'm fascinated by. The ageing process, Father Time, is uh, intriguing me as well. Uh, there's uh, tweets I got regarding um, Bellew and the weigh-in yesterday, both men coming in. I just wanted to ask people what they thought about that, whether there was any significance to it. And most people said not a couple of final uh, predictions coming in and people Chris Lloyd actually boxing journalist just posted about explosiveness on Twitter but let's have a quick look at this uh, Rick said after the way and I think more can be made from DH's attitude he knows he can't fight the same fight as before so coming in lighter indicative of that the weight loss for him shows improved mentally and he knows two losses to Tony Bellew is the end of him David Hay knockout seventh round Matt Caulfield Hay always looks in great shape but it's many years since he beat a high caliber opponent and looked good or was it Derek Chisora 2012 would you count that um, he says I think Bellew has got him at the right time Andy Barker says both fighters not getting any younger now the additional weight really goes does slow you down Hay's point of view he needs to lose the weight to try to get the explosives back Bellew will see it going the distance so it's all about being the fresher man all about being the fresher man late on and Robert Herman, going back to footwork, says Bellew always has the footwork over Hayes, so doubtful his tactics will change or look to turn into a tactical battle. If Hayes fit can hold out, can't look very much past him. Losing weight will make him faster and could disrupt Bellew's plan. Hay between six and eight for me. Uh, now I'm going to go with a very similar prediction to Steve Bunce, who's a former colleague of mine at the BBC London, actually. Um, there's a boxing podcast, kind of well-respected one. I'm going to go David Hay, just a final conclusion because I'll get going, is... Um, David Hay to win by points. I think he'll be up early in the fight like he was last time. And I think Tony Bellew possibly will come on strong middle to late rounds. But I think Hay fatigue will kick on. That Father Time will uh, be knocking at the door, pulling at his heels, slowing him down. And that gas won't quite be there for David Hay late doors. But I don't see him getting out of Bellew out there too soon. So I don't think he'll try and rush it. 
and I think it will go to points and David Hay probably by two or three rounds. That's my call. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon.